0: It was practice, but then we just just lingered in His presence, and, I, and it was incredible. It's just when you take that time, just kind of go off the whim, I mean, and we just spend time in His presence. It's like things started to change. You could feel this expectation. I think as we just prayed and we're like, let's just let's keep going deeper, and I feel like I like, didn't wanna leave. I was like, I could, it was already 11.30, but I'm like, well, stay longer. It was like this expectation when you get in the presence of God, sometimes you don't feel his presence right away or you don't feel, you don't feel him, but the longer that you linger, the longer that you stay there, he shows up and he shows off. And then when you're really in his presence, you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave because he's so good. I think so many times we forget what it feels like to be in his presence i'll be the first one to tell you i do not read my bible every day i don't take the time that i should to get into his presence i'm just being being real just because you're a pastor or a worship leader or a leader in the church doesn't mean that you have it all together and that you you're in this word all the time but i understand when I do feel his presence, when I get into his presence, how real that this becomes, that I need to continue to dive in because this is where healing is found. This is where revelation is found and just sitting in his presence. And sometimes, sometimes you can't even read. You just sit in his presence and say, what do you want? I think, and that's what we did last night. And we just opened up our hearts and new songs started to come forth because we just waited on him. We waited on his presence. So if I can encourage you, start to wait on His presence and wait on Him and, and, and get into His presence. Even in the midst of busy days, turn on worship music while you're driving or turn off the music and say, here I am, Lord, because there's no distractions in the car. Put your phone in the back. You shouldn't be doing it anyway, you're texting and driving. <laughs> I'm guilty. Um, but when you can just sit in his presence and in his stillness, we have his ear. So thank you so much. Did you just love being in his presence and worshiping? Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Awesome. So welcome to Purpose Conference. This is a a very anticipated event. We've been um, planning this for several months, um, and we're so excited um, that it's finally upon us, and that we're just honored that you're spending the weekend with us. I know that you could be doing a 100 other things, but that you chose to spend time with us um, is incredible. And so with Purpose Conference, um, you know, there wasn't too much thought into the purpose in the sense of the theme, um, because a lot of the time, it's like when you think of purpose, you, you, you sometimes think of like a calling, but sometimes there's a purpose within the purpose. And so this weekend, we have a powerhouse lineup of speakers, incredible, incredible speakers um, that are going to help dust off dreams uh, that you've kept on the back burner and start to bring some revival to your spirit. But here's the thing, um, it's not the job of the speaker to bring the breakthrough um, at all, and it's we need to look to the God of the breakthrough. So for those of you that don't know me, uh, my husband and I um, pastor Gathering Place Church, and we have been in this position for a little over a year, and um, it has been so rewarding. And I think the best part is just serving you guys, serving the church. Um, and getting to know everybody so much more on a personal level and just working alongside you guys I think has been incredible for us. I think we can uh, attest to that. Um, So, yes, it's been super rewarding. So, lady life. So many of you are wearing the T-shirts, and our mission statement is created to conquer. And that verse comes from Romans 8. Um, 37 which says that knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us so that's really our mission statement lady life is all about understanding who you were created to be and god really showed me um, you know the heartbeat of of us getting to know our purpose is that we first have to know god it's the very first thing it's to seek first his kingdom so we have to know God first and then we can ask him, once we know him, we can say, what was I called to do? And then once, we, once he tells us whether that's to be a doctor or to be a mom or to work in the ministry somewhere or um, whatever that looks like, being a teacher is an incredible job. Um, then when you find that purpose, then you can ask God, Like, why was I called to do this specific thing? Because we have all been called for something that only, that we can do. Only Brianna can do what Brianna was called to do. Um, And so you have this amazing calling and gifting on your life. And so that when you understand exactly what you were called to do, then you can walk confidently in it. I feel like so many times we're so used to, like, did you really call me to do this? Like, okay. I feel like a lot of the times with mothers, I think sometimes you feel like it's so insignificant because you're doing the mundane day after day after day. But how incredible it is when your, your children grow up and you see the incredible people that they've become. Um, that, is, that is the toughest calling um, of all. And I'm sure that I will experience that um, when my time comes, and it has not come yet, so um, stop praying, okay? We call her Nanny, but Nanny wants a, she wants a great-grandchild soon. Um, Jody, not so much. She's like, take your time. And I'm like, yes, you know, I'm, just, I'm naming and proclaiming that, that this, this womb stays uh, barren right now, but... Uh, But tonight I just wanna get your heart ready for what God wants to do for you, in you, to you, and through you. Like I said, we have such a power packed weekend and all these speakers are going to um, bring an element of purpose out like you haven't heard before. Um, So I'm very excited to see what they have to say. Um, Do you need God to do something in your life? I do. Raise your hand if you just need God to do something in your life. So you've been waiting for him to do something. So I believe tonight is the night of breakthrough. Do you guys believe that? I believe it. I feel like we're always needing breakthrough. Every season, we need a new breakthrough. Because if we're not having breakthroughs, then we're not moving forward. So look to your neighbor and say, BYOB, bring your own breakthrough. <laughs> Some of you thought I was going to say something else, Right? Bring your own breakthrough. Turn to the other neighbor and say, tonight is my night. night. Amen. Turn with me to John chapter (laughs) 5. I thought that would give you all a little laugh. All right, so we'll start with John chapter 5, verse 1. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Um, Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five colored five covered colonnades so in the scripture we find that Jesus is headed to a festival festival we don't know exactly which one that he's headed to uh, but we know that he is headed there for a purpose and what's incredible is that as we come to find out that there is a meeting within the meeting have you ever been at the right place at the right time right? Those are awesome moments. Like for me, I love being at the right place at the right time when I find a quarter because I feel a lot richer when I find a quarter. Just, that's just me. Like I'm like, I am at the right place at the right time. Uh, But I've had numerous encounters where I've been at the right place at the right time. And really at the end of the day, it's God's ordained moment and that. So like I said, so we, he was headed to a festival that he and his family attended uh, for years. And I love how specific that the word is because it says, um, the pool was surrounded by five colonnades, and five means grace. So as we continue to read on in verse three, it says, Here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the cynical, the addicted. The bitter, the prideful. Should I keep going? Because I'm sure I can hit all of us in this room. It says one who, was, um, one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and he had learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he said, Oh, there's no use for him. That's just Bob. Bob's always been that way. Bob's not going to change. I can't use him. He's always been like that. I feel like sometimes we feel like that, that God's not gonna use us or that we've, you know, we start to get those lies from the enemy. And Jesus walked right up to that, seemingly the worst situation, and he confronted it head on. So many times I feel like we can come to church and that we want to pretty much like hide these unpresentable parts in our life um, because we just want to hide. We don't want anybody to know those, those deep issues, our issues. But breakthrough comes when we're willing to expose our issues. That's when true breakthrough comes, and we're willing to show that place, that situation, that hurt. So Jesus walks up to him and he, and he says this profoundly simple question He says, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Not do you want to feel better, but do you want to be made well? And I think in my life, and I, I've been really sitting on this sermon for months, and I, there are things in my life that I want to change, that I want to see change, but most of us like the idea of change and God changing our circumstances more than the idea of God changing us. We want our circumstances to change before God touches the inward part of us. So instead of saying yes, when he was asked this question, here comes Jesus, who's done tons of miracles. And instead of saying yes, I need healing, I need, I want healing, he says, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And you know what I actually think that it sound, sounded like? It was like very whiny. Like, I don't have anybody. Like, I don't have anybody to help me. And like, batting his eyes, you know. And i trying to get into the pool, but nobody will help me. And kind of throwing this little pity party for himself. Like, what? Try, you're trying to convince Jesus to like, what, put you in the pool? Or I think that this had worked for him for so long. Um, that he began to believe this, believe this, that he really didn't have anybody. And so he turned to pity and tried to pity, like get all this pity from people. And it seemed to work because he had lived for 38 years, so I would assume (laughs) it worked somehow. But the the amazing thing is that he didn't say yes. He didn't say yes at all. He just came up with excuses of why his breakthrough wasn't happening. He started to blame other people for his problems. It's not my fault that I'm not healed. It's because they're not helping me. It's because they're not helping me get into the pool. Well, if I had somebody, then I wouldn't be in this predicament. If I had somebody to help me into the pool. And here's the thing, that this is the number one uh, problem. This is the number one excuse. In today's society is blaming other people for our circumstances for our life for the situations we blame other people and no one can hinder um, the destiny that God has on your life but you you're the only one that stands in the way of people uh, of, of of getting to that destiny and so you would think if somebody came up to you, if this was me, and somebody came up to me and asked that if I wanted healing, because I have things in my life that I need God to heal me in, and I wish that God would come down and ask me that question face-to-face, and my first response would be, yes, I want healing. But I also know that I am this man at the pool of Bethesda, and that I am comfortable in not changing. I'm comfortable with my fears. I'm comfortable with um, things that I, I do in my life. Um, and so when I thought about that, I said, "I'm." when I heard that, uh, that I am standing in my own way. Nobody's, nobody's standing in my, in my way but me. And so, and as I continue to think about why he didn't say yes, it's just like, if somebody, if you didn't have a car, and somebody came and handed you the keys and said, here's a car, and you didn't have a car, what would you say? Yes, thank you, I'm so thankful that I now have a car, like, I can get to work. My, you know, it's a struggle, right? hmm And so if somebody offered you a car, you'd say yes, okay? But here's the thing, it's just like this man, it's not, it's like, if you said, Well, like I have a friend that can pick me up every once in a while, but sometimes they can't, and like oh, I just, I don't know, and then I have to walk, and I just, I don't know. It was the same situation. and And the answer, the incredible thing was the answer was right in front of him, he just couldn't see it. The water came to him and he didn't grasp the concept. And we do this too. We do this so many times. We we believe that God can heal our marriage, but he just isn't going to do it to our marriage. I believe that God can change people's lives, but you know, I think my past is a little bit too tethered, so I don't know if he can really change mine. Or I believe in tithing. Um, but it just doesn't work for me. Here's the thing. With all those things, you don't give God, you give God one chance. And you're expecting God to move. And, and I've done this in my life. I, I, do th- I do something for a little short period of time saying, all right, God, if, if, if I do what you want me to do, if I do this, then... You know, you'll move for me. And a lot of the time, God doesn't work like that. He doesn't work like that. And so I, I think I, I really wonder, he's been, he's been there for 38 years, and I'm like, look at, when I'm reading this, I'm like, are you serious? Like, move, do something. I think Joyce Meyer said, if I had to move an inch a year, I would try to get there. I mean, wouldn't you try to move? But here's the thing, he was comfortable. He was, com- he was comfortable in his affliction. But I wonder if he would have tried to move, um, what would have happened? What did he miss out on for 38 years, staying in the same place? What purpose did he have on his life? because he wasn't willing to change. I think that he became so discouraged, like I said, with me. I think when we do things for a short period of time, I bet he moved, I bet he tried to move or he tried to get people to get him into the pool. But I think he became so discouraged that he just stopped trying. He was like, the way that I live, people are bringing me food and water. and I think his excuses just became a way of life. And I do that too. My excuses just become a way of life. And I think when Jesus asked him this question, it wasn't really like, do you want this physical healing? It's do you, do you want to be healed in your heart? He was asking him, a simple question but we know when Jesus asks a question it's like an eight-part question yeah. and he wanted it, and it it was yes the outward change was important but the inward change is way more important I think he was asking him as well are you willing to change your thinking because it all starts here it starts here but in your head you got to start somewhere and eventually if you continue to do things over and over and over again it does get to the heart and it becomes a way of life and he had to change his mindset he just wasn't willing to change his mindset he was comfortable where he was and in most modern translations we we just skipped from verse 3 to verse 5 and in most modern translations they don't have verse 4 um, but it says in verse four from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each sudden disturbance would be cured of whatever disease that they had. So, kind of in this instance, it's who, whoever is first wins, whoever has the most titles or the most degrees or the best church attendance wins. And he went right, Jesus went right up to the man who didn't have anybody. He went right up to the man and said, you first. Because he was never gonna make it to the pool. But he went right up to him and he was the water. And the man didn't even see what he had right in front of him. And so many times that we are waiting on God to come down when God is waiting for us to come up. And here's the next thing. So the first reason that sometimes we struggle with saying, yes, we want the healing, yes, we want the breakthrough, um, is because of our excuses. And the second reason is that we have to put a little bit of effort in. The reason that we don't say yes to breakthrough and to healing is because we're not willing to put in the effort. He was not willing to move an inch a year. He was not willing to let go of his excuses. He was not willing to let go of blaming other people. And in the presence of an unlimited God, we stay stuck. And we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and and we don't have to stay stuck, but we choose to stay stuck. So we have to stop making excuses, and we have to start putting in a little bit of effort even though we don't see the end result. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking to myself because I, I understand this, and I'm not there yet, but I have got to continue to put in the effort if I want to see the breakthrough. Yeah. And here's the thing, everything that this man said, he, yes, he didn't have anybody want, you know, wah, wah, wah. All of this was true. Jesus wasn't asking. Jesus, when he walked up to him, he didn't say, so what what got you here? He just said, do you wanna be made well? He wasn't looking for the excuses. He's not looking for that. He's looking for us to just say yes. And so everything that this man said was true. Yes, his circumstances were not ideal, but what was he willing to get the breakthrough? What was he willing to do and here's the thing, your breakthrough begins when your excuses end. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Amen? Amen. Lacey, you can come back up. So here's the thing, is that Jesus stepped right over that man's excuses. And he, tonight, God is stepping over your excuses if you're willing to make a change and willing to see the breakthrough and breakthrough doesn't begin when your circumstances change or when your marriage changes or or when things or you get more money or whatever that is when you say create in me a clean heart and a pure spirit renew a right spirit and tonight we need to say set me free from me because i'm i'm holding myself back And instead of looking at all of our circumstances and our situations and blaming other people, again, we have to ask God to do a work in us. Because I have a purpose, I have a calling, but am I willing to put in the effort? Am I willing to make those changes in my life? And I think this week as I had been thinking about it and processing through it, I don't see the end result Yet, but I know that I have the Holy Spirit inside me. I know that when I spend time in his presence, that the water comes to me. And God is waiting, like I said, for us to come up. We gotta stop waiting on God to come down. Because he said, from time to time, so many people put so much of their hope In this water they just spent their whole life waiting he would have spent the rest of his life waiting I don't want to wait I got to start doing what I know to do sometimes we have to do that even though it doesn't seem the most ideal The people got so comfortable. They got so comfortable being around the other disabled people. It was a a haven for them. They could just feel normal in their condition. Right? Robert Morris told um, this story that there was a pastor friend. And he... Uh, This man literally came up for prayer every week. He was in a wheelchair, and he would come up every week. And the pastor finally remembered this story and said, do you even want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? And the man actually looked at him and said, no. He said, because then I'll have to get a job. And here's the thing, the man wasn't in a wheelchair because he was disabled. He didn't have paralysis, it was a weakness. And he had been fed this lie that, well, this is how I am and this is, this is who I am. And, and the pastor simply said, don't come up for prayer anymore until you're, you're willing to change. And, and we can come to church and never get well. the breakthrough does start in us. And his affliction brought him so much attention, I don't think he was willing to give it up. And self-pity can be a sin. We can't wallow in that. So tonight I just want to open up some of the altars and I really want day one of Purpose Conference just to be that you have an expectant heart and that you're willing to allow God to expose those places in your life that you don't want exposed I have those areas I have a lot of those areas (laughs) ask my husband um but here's the thing I'm also open to say that I have an issue open to say, I don't have it all together. I'm open to say, I need help. I need to change. Um, I'm not perfect, but I'm willing. And that's where breakthrough begins, when you're just willing and you just say, here I am. So I want our prayer team to come up and that for all of you that raised your hand i encourage you please please come find one of these people and expose that place that situation that addiction that fear that anxiety be willing to expose it because the holy spirit is here He's evident, and he lives within you. And, it, and that's why I love that. We were created to conquer. You can conquer. You can change. Don't listen to the lie that you cannot change. But stop waiting on God to come down when God's waiting on you to come up. So I, I encourage you, as we just take the next 15 minutes and if you have to leave that's okay just be um, quiet as we enter in in a time of worship but please expose that place in your life to somebody that up here on the prayer team and you'll see that when you expose those places and you're willing to change what god can do in your life because you're just willing. Don't miss out on your purpose. Don't be like that man for 38 years who had people telling him everything he wanted to hear, but not telling him the right thing, that saying, you need to change your life, you need to change your thinking, you need to change your heart. This is what these people are gonna do. They're gonna pray for you. They're gonna be honest with you. And they're going to encourage you to go deeper so that you don't miss out. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you that you are the God of breakthrough. And help us break through to receive our breakthrough. Help us break through ourselves and our pride and our selfishness and our fears. Help us break through us first, God, to receive our breakthrough. Because you are the God of the breakthrough. But help us break through ourselves and our situations and our circumstances because we have the unlimited God right in front of us and we don't want to stay stuck any longer we love you Lord we thank you that you have grace that pool was full of grace you have grace on us and that you want to take us far beyond our dreams and our visions and everything that that we thought we want to go farther God